Let me know when you're ready. We all stand in opposition to telling you when we're ready. <laughs> I hate everyone. Oh. I really don't. I know. I believe Nate is still just pounding everybody. Phrasing. I was just going to say, I'm like, whoa. Uh, yeah, Nate continues to pound. And as the kids on the internet would say, he's got the cake. I wish you wouldn't have said that, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the saddest episode of the show ever. <laughs> Neither of you know what is going on. Erica, we need you. If you're listening. Um, after that finger point of doom of a round, we have Nate with six points and Shawnee and Justin with one. I guess thank God for Hubert. Thanks for adding pressure. Um, I took away the pressure, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's One Fall Show. I'm your host, Chuck Bean, for a show that's part wrestling podcast discussion and part game show and uh i'm gonna go around the room and introduce everybody before we get started because that's the first thing on the uh run sheet coming up uh first is of course kayfabe motherfucker (laughs) the purveyor of the questions the keeper of the points and uh our resident new japan pro wrestling super fan miss erica bennis uh, hey, Peaches. Uh, it's good to see everyone today. I'm in a very good mood. I think the cold brew and the Baileys are hitting at just the right time. Yeah, they're convening perfectly. Yeah, I, I just feel I, I'm on top of it. it was, it's great. Uh, it's a, the, the sun is out today. We, we're coming off an amazing week of wrestling. Come on. This is going to be a great show. Very excited. Nope, that's fair. Absolutely fair. Our three contestants who will be answering questions and giving us their opinions on the news that uh, of the week that was, as far as professional wrestling concerned, starts with the uh, one half of the Sunshine Buddies, Mister Justin Valentine. You know, we were, I'm in a good mood too. We were talking. I'm a huge sports guy. We were. You're always in a good mood. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I try to be, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Okay, it's a freaking holiday at my place. I am leaving this podcast right into a party it's going to be great safe with people that i'm always around don't get me wrong okay good to hear good to hear I, we are staying safe it is there's no outside people in my place but the people who i am normally around we are partying it up and betting some money tonight staying responsible always Good. always Good. yeah they have the sunshine buddies and uh one half of the talk horror to me podcast my co-host for the longest time mr shawnee constant Hey, everybody. How are we doing? I am back in the garage of the uh, beautiful Russell Palace. It had uh, no electricity. I lost the electricity in New Year's. It was uh, it was telling me that 2020 was rearing its ugly head yet again. But I am in the garage. Uh, I have sacrificed. I have not yet shaved my head. Um, you see what I'm working with here? It's it's quite desperate, which is why I have to shave it now. Uh, can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and our our third contestant is the longest reigning champion in one fall show history, Mr. Ooh. Nate Bender. Uh, not only am I the longest reigning champion, I'll have you know, I have also won the championship more times than any other contestant here on the one fall show, which makes me clearly the most dominant champion ever. Time out. Time out. 
our truth has a ton of title wins. He is not the most dominant champion ever. I would put you closer to our truth than the most dominant champion ever. Just you know what? Our truth is the only person on the entire WWE roster that can make me crack a smile anymore. Uh, okay. I'm fine. I'll give you that. I'm fine with being compared to Ron <laughs> Killings, who, by the way, is a former NWA champion, too. So totally fine with that. Thank you, Justin. By the way, not in a good mood today. Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday sucks, and you all suck. <laughs> Nate, when's the last time a lady has touched you? Because oh I'm really God. kind of concerned about your well-being. I'll, I, will, I will find you a nice woman of leisure and send her to your townhouse or whatever high-rise apartment you live in where Jeeves can let her in and just make you happy. Yeah, Jesus I, I, listen, you're talking to the champ, okay? Yeah. Champ does fine with the right. ladies. I'll yeah. have you know. <laughs> the ladies like the gold. That's right. I, I'd like to be added to that list, Erica. All right, <laughs> you'll have to send me your address again, and I'll send you a nice hooker. I'm like Miss Kitty from Bonanza. That's, that is a TV land joke. That joke, I feel like, is for my father, who doesn't listen to this show. Well, see, now you've got a reason to suggest he listen to this week's episode. I'll have to tell JB. Like, you gotta, I, I'm like, Dad, I threw in a Bonanza <laughs> joke for you. Just listen to three, three minutes into the show. That's it. Then you can turn it off. Yeah, you can, yep. if you're not having a good time, you can bow out after that. But there <laughs> you go. Well, let's get to what we're here for. Of course, we're uh, coming off the Royal Rumble last Sunday. We've got a whole bunch of WWE news, a bunch of AEW news, and, of course, news and notes from around the rings. That's our three topics. We'll each have three questions. Each question will be worth one point, two points, and three points, respectively. And as always, the champ starts first. I'm about to spin the wheel, Nate, and we'll find out where we're starting. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. There were like three clicks. Yeah, well. <laughs> I tried. I really as we tried. go more towards video, uh, I think the, the wheel gimmick's going to have to go. It's yeah. Just, it's just not working. It's not, uh, we didn't construct a professional enough wheel. Uh, so just go <laughs> ahead and select them. And uh, once we actually do pop onto YouTube for the first time, we'll have to uh, have a pre planned uh, a, a visual there. That's fair. Absolutely fair. All right. Well, let's start with uh, AEW and NXT, the Wednesday Night War. For our first question, I'd like to ask you about the Forbidden Door over on AEW during Beach Break. The Forbidden Door was open, and uh, as AEW's Beach Break came to a close, an appearance by Kenta from New Japan Pro Wrestling. What color was his hair? Uh, it's like that weird, like purple-ish, like that a lot of a, a lot of hipster girls like to wear. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure why Kenta was rocking it, but I mean, it didn't look terrible. It was royal and majestic. You are correct. Purple is the color there. So Kenta is going to appear on Dynamite this coming week with Kenny Omega to face John Moxley and Lance Archer. How long do you think it's going to take before we've got a full-on New Japan invasion in AEW? Um, okay, so I have a wish list now that uh, with this this forbidden door open, there are two big story beats that I absolutely need to see. And don't get me wrong, John Moxley and Kenta building that feud is awesome, and I can't wait for this tag match. This tag match is going to be fantastic. 
Uh, Lance Archer did probably my favorite work of his career when he was in New Japan. So kind of having these four dudes all in the ring at the same time, that's going to be really, really exciting. But the two big things I need to see are Bullet Club, the Bullet Club. And I think that has to come first, right? You've got... Uh, Jay White, Tomatonga, and the core of the Bullet Club that remains in New Japan that, by the way, thank you, Erica, for telling me to follow Tomatonga because they keep saying, quit calling it fucking Bullet Club, whereas you've got AEW's version of Bullet Club, which is Kenny and the Good Brothers and, you know, possibly the Bucks tangentially. But I think... A Bullet Club v Bullet Club clash for who actually gets to call themselves Bullet Club. That's huge. I need to see that. I need that in my life. The second big thing that I need to see, and this has been well established. This is like the dream build out of these two promotions working together is obviously Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega uh, going for AEW championship and IWGP championship. I think that the possibilities are really exciting. I don't want to get my hopes up uh, just because this is, you know, this is this is an opening salvo, right? Kenta lives in in uh, 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 Florida, so it's very easy for him to actually be a part of this. And I I really really hope that this is a genuine working together working relationship that AEW and New Japan have formed moving forward, because um, this could really this could change the game. This is I think the most buzz that AEW has had uh, since maybe their initial formation and getting Chris Jericho. Those were the two kind of points of of hype. This is the third big point. And when Tony Khan said that the balance of power was shifting in wrestling, he may not have been lying. It's true. And so the question you you asked the question, how long is it going to take? Before? I mean, look, I was schooled a while ago that it's going to be a very slow build and it's going to continue to be that way. Uh, I think uh, Kenta showing up is a for sure thing that there is a working relationship. It, it's a thing. I understand that they've always been more open to bringing people over just for appearances or a one storyline or whatever. This is too big to not be a working relationship down the road. If this, if this ends up being a one-off thing, it's going to be a bust down the road because if, you have everyone hyped, and the hype is the fact that basically you got three promotions kind of coming together to go at WWE. And it is two of the three promotions who already had a crazy amount of hype for the superstars that were there, the storylines that are possible. But it, they're going to take their time because now that Kenta has shown up, AEW hyped this up even before Kenta show, uh, sh- showed up because they were tweeting about uh, Moxley going at Kenta in Japan, you know, before Kenta's appearance, uh, you got people hooked. You got people in now. People aren't leaving. And you already got Gallows and Anderson with Omega coming over from Impact, private parties in Impact. There is enough there that people aren't leaving as long as this continues to go on, which means the way AEW has rolled on for as long as it's been a weekly thing, 
they're going to take their time telling this story, but it's phenomenal. And honestly, the thing that for me that is threatening for WWE the most for the first time since I can ever remember, there is a good reason for superstars, certain superstars in WWE to go elsewhere. Even if WWE was screwing over big time talent, why would you want to go to impact in the past? Right. AEW really wasn't a thing right now. This whole storyline, the hype around it, the ties that people like Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Adam Cole have to these guys, it makes it a golden opportunity down the line to possibly jump ship. All sounds good to me, Chuck. <laughs> um, I, I also I also want to say why I think this is a really, really good idea for New Japan. Because New Japan just signed a new uh, TV deal here in the States with the Roku channel, which is, I don't know about anyone else, that's a little bit disappointing. And the fact that their previous largest distribution deal was with uh, AXS TV, um, uh, New Japan really, really wants to crack into the North American market outside of just their own digital offerings on new Japan world. The quickest way to get your brand exposure in the North American wrestling world right now, outside of the WWE is AEW because they've got national TV every single week. You start getting your stars exposed on North American television. Now you can start coming back to uh, you know larger television distributors and start actually being able to sell your program on more than just the fact that, hey, we've got the Bullet Club and Jim Ross used to call our matches because those were the two biggest factors for them signing New Japan in the first place to an American TV deal. So I think that this really is advantageous for New Japan in the long run to be able to get distribution for their product in a Western market. Did you have anything to add, Erica, before we move on? Uh, yes, briefly. One, uh, before Nate kind of started off our, this discussion, I was going to say I, I awarded Nate an additional point because describing Kenta as having hipster girl hair, um, uh, that tickled me. So I gave Nate a second point. Yay! Um, wow, sexist. Entertain, sexist. Entertain the judges. Wait, wait did, right. did, you just, did you just say sexist? Yeah, twice. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen, okay? Kenta showed up with magic pixie dream girl hair. I don't know why, but he did. So sue me that I got it right, and I got it so right that I got two points. <laughs> and uh, lastly, I mean, look, I think we all know where I stand on this deal. Um, this has been a long time coming, apparently, and um, with NJPW's old uh, president, uh, Harold Mai. Like, I, I guess there was just a lot of issues with him. He's no longer the head of the company. Um, supposedly this deal was kind of dragging along, uh, for a while, uh, because he thought AEW wasn't going to be successful. He thought it wasn't going to be around for a very long time. So huh, bye Harold. Don't let the door hit you on the twat on the way out. Jokes uh, on you. Yeah. So big mistake there. Um, this is very exciting. Uh, and as soon as Kenta showed up, and I'm sure we all follow various wrestlers within AEW, but you saw, you know, the likes of like Evil Uno tweet out, 
give us Los Gobernables de Japón, which I would love an LIJ versus Dark Order kind of feud. That'd be uh, great. It would be so much fun. Uh, it's just there's the, oppor- the the match opportunities are seemingly endless. It's 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 just like who's not excited about this? Anyone who's <laughs> like, no, this is dumb. It's like, well, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, what more what? do you want? Exactly. So it's just it. I mean, come on. This is this is probably one of the best counter programming uh, efforts against WWE since the Monday Night Wars, and it, it's it's just so exciting. It's so exciting. Yay. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to see Pac take on Will Ospreay? Like that, yeah. that would just be a crazy cool. match. Yeah. It'd be like Will Ospreay ricochet back in the day. Right. All right. My well, concern is that when you have Kenny Omega uh, saying that he's God, and then you have, uh, um, help me here. Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi, the prettiest boy alive, saying he's a god. You're violating the primary tenet of the Ghostbusters, which is when someone asks if you are a god, you say, you say no. Yeah. Oh, yes? I thought it was you say yes. You say I yes? Think, yeah, no, I, I think so, they, they... Never mind, move on. Okay, fair enough. Uh, as we hit our second question here, we're talking once again about AEW's Beach Break. A massive tag team battle royal uh, kicked off Beach Break this week with the winner getting a chance to face the Young Bucks at Revolution. I like that the Young Bucks were actually a part of this match. So if they won, they would get to choose who they wanted to face. But who won the match, Nate? The NJF and Jericho. Absolutely. There's two points on the board for you. You're up to three. Uh, thoughts on this battle royal and on the results. And uh, what do you guys think this is going to do for the inner circle story moving I'll forward? I'll have you know that that's four points, Chuck. And, um, uh, you know, this was okay, I guess. I, I Like, the concept of a tag team battle royal, it just, it's weird. It's, it, it, it's very, like, I, I had trouble following this. And, and, you know, the announcers really tried to call it as best they could, but there was just there was a lot going on. Uh, and at some point I was I was just like, you know what? Let me know when there's like four people left in the ring, because like I can't I, it was it was almost impossible to follow. Um, I did think that Jungle Boy looked really like Jungle Boy has been looking better and better and better each week like ever since they decided to to give him that new entrance theme it's absolutely the entrance theme yeah he's he's definitely getting this big push right now and i I think it's great because this is one of the dudes who you know like this is this is what wwe refuses to do here's jungle boy i think he's like 23 years old and he's getting a push but not so much of a push where he can't lose he can still lose matches. He's got four or five years to grow. You know what I mean? Like he looks great. They're building a star, but they're not building a star where they have to put him into fuck finished matches for the next six months to try to like, or, or do 50, 50 booking, right? Like uh, Darby Allen. I think those are the two big stars that they've been making and uh, you know stars under 30 like that's a big deal uh i mean chuck you mentioned it i did like the twist of putting the young bucks in the match uh even if that's obviously not the result that happened just the fact that it was a possibility added to added to it and nate you mentioned you know too much was going on I, it turned into a typical and i'm sorry i'm just not a fan of young buck matches i'm really not 
Um, and it turned into that. It turned into too many until the final moments, too many setup stunts. You know what I mean? Like you're just waiting for the move to happen kind of thing. It doesn't look natural. And that's a young bucks match match in a, a nutshell is everyone, including their opponents, lining up the spots to make sure it goes the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the storyline. I, I still enjoy the storyline with MJF and Jericho and Sammy Guevara and such, but I feel like it's being, uh, I, the timing of it now with Kenta showing up in the New Japan and Omega and Gallows and Anderson, this storyline is just like, psh, all right, forget that. Like, if this happened four months ago before Omega and, and all that, then I feel like we would be raving about it. But because it's happening at the same time as the New Japan and such and Omega and Gallows and Anderson, I've, I just feel like it's just not being talked about and people aren't excited about it anymore because their focus is on what's going on in the main event now sure i don't remember the question chuck (laughs) uh basically what you think of the match johnny I, I do agree with Nate that it's sort of a flawed premise. Um, and I also agree with Justin. I, the addition of the Bucks being in there to add a different wrinkle and a different layer to the to the the vertical setup of the thing is fine. But yeah, the, the horizontal setup of uh, you have all these teams fighting each other, it would really take two teams to collude to systematically dismantle you like the whole story is flawed. I, I agree with Nate on that front. Um, but you know, I mean it's fun. I don't uh I enjoyed once again the entire episode of Dynamite this week, and thought that the uh, that that the well, from start to finish, I, I thought it was a, a great show that continued to excite me more and more with the uh, Abushi moving towards Kenny Omega at some time in the distant future. Erica. Uh- you know, I, I think Justin makes a really good point regarding the whole storyline with the inner circle. I, 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 it's not that it's a bad or boring storyline. It's just not the New Japan crossover storyline. Like it's sure. just, it's just getting overshadowed, and like you kind of can't help that. You know, it, it's just kind of unfortunate. Just given. I'm sure eventually there's going to be some decent payoff, and it will be interesting to see how everything shakes out with the inner circle. To add to what Nate had to say, too, regarding um, AEW building its own stars, I would also count Ricky Starks mm, amongst yeah. those yep. young guys, too. I think Ricky Starks is extremely promising, and I think he's only, like, 26. Like, you have these young guys who are just special and have something and who probably wouldn't be doing anything in WWE because they're not big guys, and that's nor allowed to tell their own story, right? Like if your creativity right. is one of your strong suits, uh, it's wasted there because you have to get through 18 layers of, of writers and management. And then also to tingle bits of man's funny bone, which, right. you know, it's preposterous. All right. Well, we've got uh, a third and final question in our Wednesday night work category. This one also coming to us from AEW, the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian took place at beach break. And we all know that wrestling weddings, typically don't go the way you expect them to. One of the things that surprised me the most that I was hype about on Twitter was who presided over the nuptials for three points. Who was it, Nate? Sinister Minister. <laughs> he goes by another name. Do you have it? Uh, damn it. Um, that, was, uh, that was who he was in the ECW days. Uh, Jim, uh, James Mitchell. 
Yes, Father James Mitchell. There we go. There you go for three points. What do you guys think of this particular wrinkle on the wrestling wedding? Did this sucked? Like we were just talking about, you know, storylines that are going to get overshadowed by New Japan. Uh, everything about this, I th- w- the only thing that I thought was particularly hilarious about this was the fact that. Excalibur on commentary went out of his way to say, oh, well, Miro gave Kip Sabian a one hell of a bachelor party, right? Because they were teasing that for weeks on the show. They had the fucking uh, the arcade guy, whatever. Um, I think his name's Billy Mitchell. Anyway. Yeah. um, So like, but like not 45 seconds later, Miro was like, Oh, I'm sorry I didn't get you a bachelor party. And <laughs> I I just had to imagine Excalibur just like throwing his notes in the air and just like resigning. Just why? Why? All you had to do is not say anything or mention it at all. I had you covered. Motherfucker. That's what I would have done if I was Excalibur. Otherwise, this was totally forgettable. Jerry Lynn was there. Why? I mean, he's backstage, so I guess uh, this sucked. This sucked. I I don't really need to see uh, Kip Sabian on TV for a while. Wow. So I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong with anybody involved in the segment as to say that I won't, I don't want to see him on TV, but no, it, there wasn't anything special about this. Normally for a segment like this, a wedding or whatever, it usually leads to something, whether it's a, a return, a surprise, uh, uh, a big moment, a funny moment or something. And there wasn't really any, it was attempted and it just wasn't great overall. No, no, no part of it was really great. Uh, so yeah, especially on this episode of dynamite, it was this was definitely overshadowed of, Oh yeah, that did happen. I forgot about that. Yeah, absolutely unnecessary. The only, you know, the fact that there was a a really hot crowd that jumped in when Rusev asked, what is love? uh, And sort of (laughs) sang along that, that was a highlight, but it was incidental, right? Like you didn't need that whole, that whole uh, charade uh, just for that. You, you, you lucked into it. I can do without the wrestling wedding. I I mean, it certainly wasn't, like the previous wedding father james mitchell presided over before that's true nobody got shot no one got shot and um honestly i feel like that was really missing from this wedding someone could have gotten shot and it would have been okay (laughs) (laughs) all right we're at the end of our first round uh erica i believe nate has stolen all the points this round am i correct that is correct sir and give me all the points no 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 Never say that again. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got Nate with seven points. Uh, and yeah, on to round two. Who's next, Chuck? You offer uh, me hookers. Don't tell me what not to do. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. Nate loses his bonus point. He now has six points. No. Uh, yes. Can't do that. I, I sure as shit can. She's I just quit. Now loud. Just did it. I am drunk with power and Bailey's. Okay. I'm, I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> Do it. I'm trying sure to offer they'll, me hookers. They'll appreciate that call. All right. Let's move on to our second topic. The other big news in the wrestling world, and that is Raw and SmackDown. We'll let Mr. 
Shawnee Constant answer the next one, seeing as him and Justin both at zero points here. So, Shawnee, are you ready? Sure. All right. What NXT superstar made their Raw debut this week after the Royal Rumble? Um, this week after the Royal Rumble, was that the Archer of Infamy? Um, yeah. I don't know his name. Oh, no. Damian Priest. There you go. It's a really stupid name, Chuck. I try to forget it. It is (laughs) one of my least favorite names in all of entertainment. It is stupid. Uh, You know, honestly, for that one, I would have also accepted his ROH name, Punishment Martinez, which is an infinitely cooler name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, This won't spoil any of the other questions, but what did you guys think of the Royal Rumble this week? I mean, it was a lot of fun. It always is. Um, I think that it's very interesting to see what they've done with giving Edge that title and moving him across all the different brands. I think it is, it's a unifying story that I think makes sense. It's something that we've been asking for for a really long time. Uh, it's odd to me, though, because it feels, for me, the Kenny Omega story is firmly number one, and it earned that. And so this now is 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 B. Like, WWE, storyline-wise, obviously not ratings-wise. I get it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, storyline-wise, they're the B player right now. And it seems like they've done some really interesting things. Um uh, as a result of the rumble, but, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, um, is it a Royal rumble? I'm going to remember years and years from now. Probably not. I wasn't an edge guy. I started watching regularly too late for edge to mean much to me. So I'm kind of the wrong audience, but I do understand the dynamic at play and respect that he is telling an interesting story and I'm giving him a full chance to get over with me. Like he is with so many other people. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't anything too crazy, like Shawnee mentioned, to remember this Royal Rumble by, but they, they didn't really get anything wrong. The winners of the matches deserved it. It's going to be fun. Bianca Belair will be fun. Uh, the Edge storyline is great. I, the only thing about the Edge storyline, I don't see a point in having him show up in NXT. I don't even think there's any shot that he goes for the NXT title at WrestleMania. If we want to have an NXT title match at WrestleMania, cool. Let's do it a different way. I feel like that's wasted. Let's just focus on Drew or Roman. But overall, outside of Paul Heyman uh, being unable to figure out you know, handcuffs and spoiling the end of a fantastic Kevin Owens-Roman Reigns match, uh, again, nothing crazy memorable, but also they got everything right. So I can't complain too much. Yeah, it was mostly a good rumble. Um, I don't know why Mayor McCain showed up. Uh, it's fucking <laughs> stupid at this point. No one can take him seriously. You're a grown man and a fucking mayor of a city. Go do mayor shit. Stop showing up in the mask. No one can fucking buy it. Um Outside of that, like I, I, I really, really liked Bianca Belair winning the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, as soon as it, it, like, as soon as Charlotte got thrown out, I was like, I don't care who wins. Like, yeah. either it, it's, it's, you know, either Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. I'm fine. I'm uh, as fine with either of these people winning. Um, I really liked Bianca Belair winning. Um, I thought that it's a nice contrast because you get. Uh, the youth with the women's side of the Royal Rumble, you get a veteran on the men's side of the Royal Rumble. What I don't like is it seems like they're doing now the same storyline on SmackDown between Edge 
and Bianca Belair. Like, who are the, whose title are they going to decide for? You can't do that with fucking both of them. Right. It, it just looks, you just look ham-fisted and like you don't know what you want to do. The promotion looks like it hasn't decided the way that it wants to book it yet. So, But outside of that, I thought that this was the best pay-per-view of the COVID era. Um, I was impressed with the fact that they were able to do such a good job without a crowd because Royal Rumble is one of those events that desperately needs a crowd there. Yeah. Um, and uh, listen, that thank God fucking we didn't get the darkest timeline Goldberg shit. Very happy about that. And and yeah, Paul Heyman killed an entire match. That match would have would have been so memorable and and is probably now even more memorable and infamous because of Paul Heyman's botch. Um, <laughs> but that that they dude that fucking golf cart spot like Sammy Guevara had to be watching that and going, motherfucker, like, <laughs> it made him look like a chump. Yeah. Like that was that's how you do a golf cart bump. It was I I I I loved that match up until the last 90. No, I'm sorry. Two minutes of the match. Can it was we, really that long that Hammond took. Can we officially start calling edge fans, edge Lords? Forget edge heads. Yeah. Just, just call them edge Lords. <laughs> Are we going to let the silence speak for itself? Chuck. <laughs> <sighs> Nobody appreciates me. Um, before we move forward, do we? Does anybody know if Goldberg is still on oxygen after that no. match? Because, like, oh here's God. the thing: watching it, I'm like, like oh my God, some he might. I'm like, Goldberg might die tonight. He like, I was, le- I, yeah, I was legitimately concerned for his well-being when he was just like, like, I mean, he because here's the thing: I'm like, Goldberg doesn't sell very well so that's why i'm like i'm like oh my god someone you better take him to a local medical facility because this man needs so there's something wrong there's something wrong with colbert he blew up after the first spear through that barricade like it was it was noticeable like his skin was flush you could see he was pouring sweat um yeah i was i i mean I was happy that he didn't win, but yeah, no, that, that was, that was, I mean, it, it the, the match had to be that short. He could not go yeah. any longer. All right. Sean, I, I also, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Erica. Yeah. One last thing. I apologize. I, I also think both Royal Rumble matches were notable in, in so far as who wasn't there. Uh, mm. We didn't, you know, we, once again, we all thought, oh, fuck, Goldberg's going to lose and he's going to come in and he's going to win the Royal Rumble and we were all going to be mad. Or somehow Lesnar was going to come back or Ronda Rousey was going to come back. Or, or The Fiend. Or, 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 or The Fiend. Yeah. I think it was, once again, I, I have no problem with who won. I thought the matches were great, but I think it is very notable that there were no legitimate surprises. So, yeah. anywho. All right. Well, let's uh, let's continue talking about uh, the WWE. You mean that Carlito movie. surprise didn't pop you? <laughs> I was surprised that Carlito looked like he ate Carlito. Yeah, yo, he Car- was Carlito <laughs> huge. Carlito literally doubled in size. It's it, it, like, yeah, the, if don't Carlito tell was a Pokemon, he would be the next evolution of Carlito. <laughs> he was so big. 
All right, Shawnee, let's get the second question in for our Smack Draw category. What double cross finally happened during the opening of Raw this week? Uh, would that be Sheamus versus uh, Drew McIntyre? Yeah, Sheamus finally uh, finally turning on old Drew Mac. You think uh, maybe, I think the next pay-per-view is Elimination Chamber. We do have Fastlane before that. How long do you think the Sheamus-Drew McIntyre thing is going to uh, shake out? Do you think they're going to wrap it up in a couple of weeks here? Or are they going to hold it all the way till Mania? Oh, who knows? This could go all the way till 2024 at this point. <laughs> the way uh, Seamus uh, feuds work. The way that all the feuds have worked recently. Uh, I would think this goes towards Mania. Do I think they will be... Do I think Seamus will be in a main event at WrestleMania? Eh, if you're talking four, four main events, essentially, two per two night, I suppose. I suppose you could have a Drew McIntyre versus Seamus. Um do, do I want to see them go at each other for no, I don't want to see anyone do anything for three months. Frankly, I, I I'm, I'm much more of the, pro, the proponent of the AEW. I don't get what's happening because things are moving too fast versus uh, the WWE. Yes. I fucking get it. WWE. Yes, we get it. Yes, we get it. You know? So, um, yeah. Uh, the people were looking forward to that story though. And so we're finally going to get it. However long it takes, uh, like WWE, they just sort of said what Seamus's motivation is, um, fuck you. So we've had this long drawn out, we're best friends, and then what? You said that you respect Goldberg, fuck you. <laughs> what? That's a story? This whole story has been Goldberg shows up because McIntyre desperately needed him to give his respect. For no fucking reason. Who the fuck cares? The only person who cares, it turns out, is Seamus, who's pissed off <laughs> that Drew McIntyre paid respect to Goldberg. What is going on here? Yeah, yeah I, I, we knew that was this was coming. I, this isn't a WrestleMania-worthy match. Uh, Seamus is not going to win. I think it's it's going to be one or both Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. It's not going to be WrestleMania because they were kind of building this a few months ago when Seamus first started coming around drew. Uh, so yeah, the story as to when it happened doesn't make all the sense in the world, but at the same time, it's, it's going to be a good match whenever it does happen. Even if we know, cause we know Drew's going to be champion going into WrestleMania. Uh, and this isn't going to be his WrestleMania opponent. They had a good story where it was two friends who enjoyed kicking the shit out of each other for fun. What's wrong? What what was wrong with that? That's like, enough, what, isn't it? it? Yes. Be like, hey, we kicked the shit out of each other last week. Why don't we do it for the fucking title? Hey, there you go. Pay-per-view match done. Why complicate it with this fucking respect nonsense? And especially the fact that it orbits around Goldberg makes me fucking despise it. <laughs> this is so bad. I really, I liked what they were doing with Drew and Sheamus. Just two guys who like to drink and fight. Like, I fucking know those guys. I know those people. Like, they fight, and then they're like, hey, that was fun. Uh, let's go get a fucking steak to put on your eye, and I'll buy you the next round. Like, those guys are, uh, like, that's real. That's some real shit. I could buy that. Not this fucking respect nonsense. This is bad. It's dumb. Uh, I hope that they only do Drew and Sheamus for one pay-per-view max. It's not going to sustain to WrestleMania. Uh, clearly, it looks like they're building Roman and Edge. So I, I don't know 
outside of Sheamus who uh, is going to be Drew's mania opponent. Do you have anything you wanted to add before we go, Erica? No, dear, I do not. I am I am having a, a little argument with my lap desk right now. So please, on with the show. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our third and final question. Shawnee, you still have control of the round. So for three points, let's move on to SmackDown. We've mentioned already that Edge showed up on every show this week, pulling uh, triple duty, uh, facing off against Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, and the Tribal Chief but not declaring who his opponent for WrestleMania is going to be because at the end of SmackDown, there was a twist when the confrontation confrontation was interrupted by whom sweet, darling babyface Kevin Owens that is correct. Delivering a stunner from out of nowhere. We touched on the Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns match. And of course the, uh, the, the snafu between Paul Heyman. But my question to you guys is what is your wish list as far as edge is concerned? What do you, what match would you be most interested in seeing him in at WrestleMania? I will defer this question uh, to the rest of the panel because, as I said earlier, I'm not, I don't, I don't have edge in my history. So let me hear. Why don't you guys sell me on what I should be looking forward to? Uh, when it first happened, I, I was, I was good with either one. Honestly, I thought uh, Edge and Drew have us, you know, can put on a good match, similar build. I know Roman and Edge could put on a damn good story, but Roman sold this at the beginning of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. His opening segment, he absolutely killed it, yelling at Edge, don't play games with me, how pissed off, how irritated he was getting that Edge wasn't even in the building yet. That absolutely sold that story for me. Uh, and it seems like that's where we're heading to because they put more thought into that with uh, you know Roman calling out Edge at the end of the night kind of thing. Um, so... And, and, and sorry, I agreed with Edge, too, what, what he said with Drew, which is also what makes me not, not want Drew. What happened to the Scottish psychopath? Fuck this respect bullshit. I like you. You know, I, oh, I really respect you. I, I, I would, it would be an honor to face you. What happened to the Scottish psychopath that made us love you because you're a badass now? And Valid question. Ring. But like, why are you all of a sudden this smiley nice guy? I know, I know the reason WWE needs their smiling face as the face of their company, but sure. it doesn't work on Drew. I would rather Edge and Roman. Nate, yeah, um, I, I, I honestly don't understand WWE's predilection for having to have their champion be a baby face. I know that they do a lot of make a wish stuff and they want their champion to be able to do kind of philanthropy sort of stuff. But man, at the same time, that's their, you know, and I get that that's their marketing strategy. It's just, it's weird because you're right. Like that, that was a gimmick that was dropped way too soon out of nowhere. He just started cutting very well-spoken promos and uh, you know, smiling a lot after he won the Royal rumble. Um, You know, I don't really, I, I honestly don't have a wish list for edge mostly because like Shawnee, I skipped a lot of edges career. Uh, I, I ducked out in uh, probably 1998, 99, somewhere around there. And then only ended up getting back into it like 2014, 2015. So, um, you know, edge was a guy that I really only know by clips. Um, you know, and the thing is, is that, the clips that I know him by are not the spots that I want to see him do. I don't ever want to see him do another spear off of a fucking, you know, three times too tall ladder. Uh, That was crazy and dangerous. And, you know, 
a great spot, but not someone who who's in the condition that he's in should be doing. So I think my only wish list for Edge is, you know, give him a run with the title, uh, whichever title, probably the universal. But, you know, have him be able to reclaim that title that he never lost and then have him decide who he wants to put over. And hopefully Edge is a smart guy. It's going to hopefully it's going to be someone way younger than him. Um, maybe Damian Priest. We've seen a backstage, you know, a, a fist bump with them. Maybe Keith Lee. But it needs to be someone like wrenched out of the mid card that clearly has talent beyond their means that's being underutilized. Um, Edge would be a really, really great person to get one of these young guys over. You heard it here first. Edge versus Cesaro, 2021. Ah, there you go. That'd be kind of dope, but I'm not going to not listen, not exactly a young guy, but someone who is absolutely underutilized. But hey, you know, how about that Cesaro face turn? Hell yeah. Right. Amazing stuff. I really intrigued. I don't want to take too long with this, but I'm really intrigued uh, by him showing up in NXT. And as exciting as that match would be, I would be so terrified the entire time that Finn Balor was going to hurt him. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be the end of the second round. I believe uh, Shawnee took all the questions in that one. What are the points stand, Erica? We got a tie game, my my sweet pea. Uh, we have Shawnee and Nate tied with six points because Nate was a jerk and he lost his bonus point. Hookers! That- <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Wow. I mean, you know, you're in charge of the points. So I, I, defer, I defer to you. But if Nate lost points every time he was a jerk, I, I don't well, this, know. That could get this out time of it rubbed me fast. the wrong way. Look, okay. I, I never I never said I was fair. Okay. okay. Listen, the, never, only, the only reason I'm not making a bigger deal about it is that those were not points that I earned. I was witty enough to be sure. gifted them. So, sure. you know what? Uh, fine. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, who? Moving on to our Sorry. third and final round, we've got uh, we've got Justin in control of the board as we go to the news and notes around the ring. Justin, are you ready? Not really. It's my least favorite category. You guys left that one for me. Fantastic. Well, let's you know, go. Everyone can't get their favorite category every week. That's I'm sorry. Fine. I didn't get to spin the wheel. No, you don't get to spin Bullshit. the wheel this week either. But you might get this first question because it's something that we actually. Uh, discussed just a couple of minutes ago new japan pro wrestling announcing that their u.s canada and uk deal this week is with what channel oh roku yeah that's right you're welcome justin (laughs) thank you nathan um i'm just i'm just curious would you have known that if i hadn't straight up told you I actually would have acted. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I did see that. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> we uh, we discussed this a little bit at the top of the show, but uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on New Japan Pro Wrestling going with Roku as far as a streaming service? I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Erica. You know, I I, I know Nate kind of touched on this. You know, I'm not quite sure how successful this is going to be in as far as expanding New Japan's reach within you know, the United States, uh, reportedly they were in talks with ESPN and vice, uh, but they just couldn't work out a deal. Um, you know, I mean, let's, I mean, we business is business, what have you, but I think one of the most fascinating things about this was 
this deal made like Variety and the Hollywood Reporter and like like national trades, national trades were paying attention to our little crazy carny world. And I think that's fascinating that they're recognizing the value of wrestling and what it can bring. And uh, I, I, it just it's it's just kind of amazing how much wrestling has expanded business wise in in the market. And I, you know. That might be just me nerding out and whatever, but I just thought it was fascinating to be scrolling through Twitter and be like, "Oh, Variety tweeted out something about New Japan. What the fuck?" You know who you else know, is it was really just, excited it was just about? Weird. You know who else is really excited about all that press? The Roku channel, because no one has ever fucking heard of that. That's um, very true. Uh, I mean, how many people knew of Access though? It, true. It, probably four more people than knew about the Roku channel. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, I I think that this is a stepping stone for New Japan. Um, I think that, you know, for as nice as it would have been for New Japan to be on Vice, who watches a lot of Vice? Like, that's not even a channel that's on my, on my cable system, right? Like, um, I think that at least the Roku channel uh is uh also a digital platform so yeah. you know there's probably going to be some uh new japan world app integration into roku devices that sort of thing that right. will probably help get them a little bit of visibility but no i think mm. that this is a stepping stone back to something you know i don't know that espn is a good fit either but like there has to be a channel somewhere that is accessible that wants wrestling content. Uh, I don't know what that channel is, but if they're able to grow their profile with what they're doing with AEW, I think that that puts them in a better position bargaining wise than they were going in to whatever they were doing with this latest deal. So if this was 10 years ago, I'd say that channel is the sci-fi channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or what was the other one? TNN. Yeah, was that, that was the other one. The or Nashville Sp Network, Spike TV. I mean, there was there used to be a lot of them. What if like, can you imagine like TBS snagging New Japan and that way you have NJPW? I don't know how that yeah. would work business wise, having NJPW and AEW under the Warner Media banner. But I just I would I would find it funny to have this the Superstation and TNT. They know drama battling in our sure. sort of wrestling and they can like, put them all on wednesday nights maybe all not all shows. on wednesday nights but still <laughs> no, but, but but i think that's that's an interesting possibility um i think uh uh you know uh new japan would definitely be a, a good fit for uh you know someone like turner uh a network like turner um the other thing that i think can't be ignored is something like, um, you know, a, an entire channel devoted to wrestling that is basically everything that isn't WWE. Um, you've got Fight TV, you've got IWTV, um, you know, you've got a ton of indies and a yeah. big back catalog of stuff between Ring of Honor and, um, you know, uh, uh, it, it really any of the indies. But, um, you know, a lot of that back catalog could be an entire channel unto itself. It's an interesting it's an interesting pitch because you think of like, OK, Everything that ROH has, obviously their own Bison Claire. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know how that would go into, you know, play, but like, then you have something like a high spots, um, service that has like all sorts of different, like shoot interviews and, you know, different like wrestling shows that they kind of hosted. Um, if some conglomerate came out of nowhere and kind of just bought up stuff, you know, similar to the way that, you know, back in the day that Vince raided the territories and created his own empire and kind of created like the mega indie. Um, it would be interesting. I mean, that's sort of what MLW was trying to do in the podcast space, like five, six, seven years ago. Right. Um, Mm. I don't, I don't think that there's any reason that you couldn't do like a WWE style, a WWE network style, like 24 seven channel that features not just wrestling and and current stuff you know new new stuff as well um you know some stuff from the the vaults and the archive and then you've got this plethora of content that exists out there between podcasts and internet shows i mean you know throw alvarez and and uh and and uncle dave out there for an hour and a half every day and you know i'm sure that that would pull ratings i i, I that yeah. would be something i would watch All right, well, let's move on to our second question here in our news and notes around the ring. For Justin, for two points, two WWE superstars made the news this week with their releases. What were their names? For two? Yep. For one point each. Who are they? I know one was uh, Cutler, Steve Cutler from the Forgotten Sons. Oh, uh, I I can't remember the second one. Uh, All right. Was it his partner, Wesley Blake? It was not. Okay. Uh, seeing as we uh, have a tie here, I'm going to defer to, uh, let's say, Shawnee. Well, uh, Shawnee, you've got an opportunity to score that uh, that second point with uh, the other name. Who was it? Well, Chuck, um, they cut. The Freak! I can't believe it! Oh, Lars true. Sullivan, The Freak! He's that's been true. cut. They've cut The Freak, Chuck! The Freak <laughs> has been cut. That's right. They absolutely did. And apparently they did it very quietly about uh, a month ago. What do you guys think of uh, both of these uh, cuts to the WWE roster? And where do you think you might see these guys land? Uh, I mean, for Cutler, I don't have too many thoughts on it, to be honest with you. Uh, I know like but you're answering this as though you got the question right, son. I got what part of the question, right? <laughs> Carry on. You know, Shawnee, I don't know what's going on with you as of late these last couple of weeks with me, but you and I need to have a conversation. Anyway, Lars Sullivan, Steve Cutler. Yes. And with honestly, Lars Sullivan, I hope they learned. Okay. Stop bringing this guy back. He can't, whatever it is, condition or whatever it is, he can't handle this industry, not this company, this industry. Cutler may end up somewhere else, somewhere small, impact maybe, whatever. But, uh, I don't. I don't think Lars Sullivan should end up anywhere else. He just can't handle it. He he can't. Sorry, go find something else that you can handle because this isn't for you. Yeah, it's just there's an over uh, supply of talent in the locker room at WWE. I, I weird timing, I suppose, but yeah, I I can't imagine that the roster is going to. Why you know why do you have Bo, I heard this week that Bo Dallas not only is on the roster but actually shows up for every taking and has since the beginning of the pandemic and simply they have nothing for him. What? 
<laughs> you know, uh, right. maybe I'm just a Bo Dallas, Mark, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking that if this is the program we've been getting and you have all these uh, men and women on the sideline who are not getting spots, cut them free. If they have some kind of talent, they will find a way somehow, some way. And if they don't, then they, you don't want them on your roster either. Yeah, I have no opinion about Steve Cutler, considering that he entered the WWE in 2014, and I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. Not once. He's been there for a long time. I don't think he's ever been used. Um, if he has, I couldn't tell you where I saw him. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, even when the Forgotten Sons were on NXT, I don't think they were something that I you know actively watched. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you how many matches they had when they were on NXT. Um yeah, I, in terms of Lars Sullivan, uh, I, listen, I don't feel terribly bad for that guy. Um, you know, based on some of his own statements, he seems like a pretty big asshole. He also seems pretty dumb. Um, but, you know, uh, it, there were there were a couple of statements that he had given uh, about struggling with anxiety um, ever since his call up to, to SmackDown that, you know, kind of made me go oh, that, you know, that's, that's a weird, that's a weird profession to pursue. If you struggle with anxiety, sure. Um, but I also, you know, like I'm, I also feel bad for him. Right. Cause it, it seems like he didn't get a raw deal. He just dug a hole and buried himself. Like, uh, it, you know, it's unfortunate when you see it happen and, and you feel bad for him, but he's responsible for it. 110%. Um, so long Lars, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. I, I don't expect to see it in a ring ever again. All right, well, let's move on to our third and final question. Shawnee, stealing control of this particular round, so you've got the opportunity to score three points here with this final question in our news and notes around the ring. Uh, if you follow Doc Gallows on social media, you would have learned that he now owns the trademark to which two names? Um, I have not uh, spent much time on social media this week, so I do not know. All right, we'll move it to Justin. You've got an opportunity for three points here. What two names does uh, Doc Ellis now own the trademarks to? I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm going to throw out a guess of Festus from way back when. <laughs> Festus uh, when is not among them, unfortunately. Sorry. Guy. Sorry. Uh, Nate, your opportunity to score three points and solidify your lead here as we go into the final fall. What two names does Doc Ellis have the trademarks to now? Uh, my counting silently doesn't work when Nate can't see my camera. Bizclizz is, I'm pretty sure, going to be one of them. Uh, You're at five here. I, 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 I give me Bizclizz for half points. For half points? No, unfortunately, the two names he owns the rights to are Talking Shop Mania. He's got the trademark to now and sex Ferguson. So right. there you go. That's a, that's actually a leftover question. Erica had posted uh, in the last one because she likes to make sure that we're following the right people on Twitter. 
And, and honestly, it, you know, when he, cause what he did was he shared the documents he received from the trademark and patent offices and to see like United States of America, trademark patent office sex ferguson it was the funniest i i don't know how i don't know how that office works like when they receive you know requests and stuff but you know some poor bastard saw a piece of paper with sex ferguson on it and just went like just another day in america yeah fine well it's just Honestly, he had to cross reference that with all of the other trademarks and patents that have ever been filed to make sure that Sex Ferguson wasn't an already standing trademark. So he had to do much more than just rubber stamp that bitch. <laughs> That's the match I want to see, guys, is the Sex Ferguson versus Sex Ferguson match. Yeah, the, uh, right. Luke Gallo, Sex name. Ferguson versus whoever's been waiting. The, the patent troll who's been sitting on Sex Ferguson <laughs> waiting for this day to come. <laughs> Excuse right. me, I need to go buy a domain right now. SexFerguson.com. SexFerguson.org. All right, Erica, what are the points stand at at the end of the third round as we move into the final fall for this week's one fall show? We got a nail biter, Chuck. We got Shawnee in the lead with seven points, followed by Nate with six, Justin with two into the final fall. And it's going to be, an, it's not a, it's, it's another prices right style question, boys. I couldn't find a cool list and we tend to run long on this show anyway. So back to you, Chuck. All right. The final fall worth 20 points, as Erica said, is prices, right? Rules and comes to us from last week's WWE Royal Rumble. As we already discussed, Bianca Belair and Edge came out on top as the winners of the men's and women's Royal Rumble match. In hours, minutes and seconds, what was their combined time? We will uh, I'm, I'm think I'm starting to get the hang of this. We will go from the person with the most points to the person with the least points as far as these uh, these times go. So, Nate, this gives you the first opportunity. What was their combined time in hours, minutes, and seconds? Listen, I like to stroke my own ego, but I hate to break it to you, pal. I'm not in the fucking lead. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's great about that is Chuck started that off by saying, I think, I'm getting the hang. I'm getting the hang of this, <laughs> and they completely blew it. <laughs> Damn! Aww. All right, I love you, Chuck. <laughs> Shawnee, are you okay over there, man? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I was so hoping I was going to get second guess. <laughs> the one time you don't want to be in first. Oh, awesome. I'm going to say one hour, twelve minutes, and fifty seconds. One hour. Let me write this down. One hour, 12 minutes, 50 seconds. Yeah, All right. Five, zero or one, five, just to clarify. Just five, cause... zero. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, now we'll move on to Nate. Thank you. Second place. Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm going to say one hour and 55 minutes and 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. And finally, it's down to you, uh, Justin. What is your guess? We'll say one hour, 56 minutes and 29 seconds. Erica, I need you to confirm this. I believe two of our three contestants are over. 
That is correct, sir. So would you like to announce the winner or do you want me to announce please, the winner? Please go ahead because they're going to be angry at whoever it is. Well, uh, the grand total of the combined uh, times is one hour, 55 minutes, and 19 seconds. Justin and Nate have overbid. Shawnee, you won today's uh, episode oh, of The One Fall Show. Congratulations. Mazel tov, my good man. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell, hell yeah. Yeah. That's well my done. second title. I believe my first was week three or four or five. It's been a bit of a drought. Haven't won in a real, real long time. <laughs> Shawnee, you got 60 seconds on the clock. Let us know if we missed anything this week. And, uh, you know, uh, just bask in your glory. Bask in the glory is right. And I'm looking forward to a future when Nate has a camera and he can look us in the eyes when he's answering these questions. And I know he's not looking them up. But whether he cheated or not, I'll have no way of knowing. But it doesn't matter because he didn't win. He is not the man holding the title up. And he is not the man with his own points hanging on the wall behind him. Oh, no, that's Shawnee Constant. It's been a long road, Chuck. It's been a real long road. But I think the right man is in front of this caravan. And I'm ready to take this train through 2021 to the promised land of 2022. And the One Fall Show dominating professional wrestling podcast news game shows um in america strong words strong words big I felt, promises i felt that one in my loins shawnee well done <laughs> yikes all right uh, no need to nate. be a horny luchasaurus erica yeah no, come hey, <laughs> it was a complimentary thing it was beautiful it was beautiful nate you got 60 seconds on the clock anything you want to uh let the fans know about before we move on this week this injustice will not stand. I can't prove it yet, but shenanigans went down today and I will prove it. I will prove it. But now I must move on to a real podcast for I am going on to do a reunion show of Limit Break Radio tonight. So excuse me. I have my tens of thousands of adoring podcast listeners to go and court and and make sure that they're doing well after I haven't talked to them in almost two years. So I have to leave you riffraff with my title, yes, but do not do not feel sad for me because I am going to a better show. Fuck y'all. Wow. Go get them, dumb trick. <laughs> get them, dumb trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Justin, you've got 60 seconds on the clock. Anything you want to let the fans know about before we leave? Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm a little shocked because I thought there because both Bianca Belair and Edge were at the beginning of the Rumble. I thought there was no way it wasn't over two hours, which is why I went a minute closer to two hours. Um, anyway, uh, one thing I want to actually say, like, shout out to Corey Graves for throwing this out there because he totally called out the women's tag division for everything we've been saying ever since the women's tag division has been a thing. And that is stop putting random tag teams together, random singles competitors together. We saw it last week. Now Lana and Naomi never been a tag team before another number one contenders. 
Uh, we need legitimate women's tag teams. If you're going to have women's tag team titles, he's a hundred percent right on that. And they need, that's the biggest thing that needs to be fixed. Otherwise just get rid of the damn titles. Cause it's not doing any good. Um, and the other thing they need to do to fix that is keep it away from the women's title. Let that be separate storylines. I'm sick of seeing double champions in the women's division. Was there anything you wanted to uh, address Erica before we take off for this week? Two quick things. One, uh, Jay White showing up again in New Japan. He's not going anywhere. He's staying as the head of Bullet Club, and I am thrilled um, just because I know we kind of talked about him possibly leaving, and I had, you know, I had hoped among hope that he wouldn't go anywhere, and he didn't. So huzzah for that. And that could also lead to some really good uh, matchups between, you know, with any sort of AEW crossover, and that's exciting because Jay White is fantastic. And second of all, I don't know if anybody noticed this toward the ends of AEW, but once Kenta showed up, you had Don Callis on the call with the uh, the the normal uh, announced crew. And he said something along the lines of like, isn't it amazing every time we're here, something like this happens. And like, if go back and let's do it. Cause Jr. legitimately pops and he does not recover. He is like laughing his <laughs> ass off. And like, to the point where like Shivani had to go in and kind of like do some play by play stuff. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to see it. It's just a, an old crusty dude like Jr just you know legitimately pop and he's having fun and that like that's nice it's nice wrestling should be fun i agree erica where can people find you online people can find me on twitter and instagram at erica underscore banis justin how about you uh social media at jv underscore sports underscore talk jv sports talk.com and the JB Sports Talk pay-per-view pod on Apple, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, new episodes out Saturday, February 13th, ahead of NXT TakeOver. Uh, what about you, Nate? You can find me at Nate Benderama on Twitter and uh, streaming over at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. And Shawnee. You can find me on Twitter at Shawnee Constant at One Fall Show. Find me on Instagram at Shawnee.Constant. And find me on the Talk Horror to Me podcast with Chuck and Elizabeth. That's right. And you can find me uh, Saturdays 3 to 7 on 101 WRAF. You can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Chizuck. And as Shawnee mentioned, you can find me with him and Elizabeth over on the Talk Horror to Me podcast and also on the Nerd Radio podcast. I want to send a special shout out to the referee for the Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens match for stopping counting at 7 or 8. Makes me feel a lot better about my counting abilities. We'll see you next week (laughs) on the One Fall Show. That was good. I reckon I get a dump over here. Well done. Everyone have a great superb owl evening. Ah, Superb owl. Nice. (laughs) Nate, I can't believe you're still here because you had better things to do. (laughs) Okay, babe. I'm I'm already working on on my outline, so. There you go. Oh, well, well, hot damn. All right, uh, I'll... I'll uh, I'll run down the the episode titles real quick just so we can uh, bounce and and do our thing. Um, I've got uh, Kenta's manic pixie dream girl hair. Um, I have this is a this is a kind of a deep cut. This is probably only for me, but I put Hathaway super fans because Hathaway sang "What Is Love." Sure. Like I said, it's a it's a deep one. I didn't expect it to win. Okay. Uh, Shawnee <laughs> Shawnee doesn't give a fuck about ratings. Uh, go do, go do mayor shit, Kane. 
<laughs> Carlito looked like he ate Carlito. Yeah. Uh, you respect Goldberg? Well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Sex Ferguson versus Sex Ferguson. Book it. Oh, that's awesome. There All you right. go. I think I'm voting Kenta's uh, pixie hair. <laughs> yeah, that's, fairly, that's pretty good. Considering that the Goldberg one is the one that got Shawnee to pop, I'm fairly certain that's the one that's going to win. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, he, he he got the five. I don't know oh, that like... putting fuck you in the title is a winner, actually. Right. right. Yeah. No. The that, algorithm we're closest yeah, no, to that, is that old, the IWC like, nice, nice friend Twitter. Sure. And so uh, I enjoy interacting with them just fine. So I'm going to keep it uh, slightly genteel, at least. A little PG. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Have a fun night. I'll see you. Uh, I'll be in your chat, Nate. Looking forward to seeing what you got. What yeah, if have a good one, guys. What if in the Super Bowl the audio was just raw audio, so you heard the piped-in audience of the Thunderdome, including things like "This is awesome" and "Fight Forever." <laughs> <laughs> they got they got the uh, they got the drops mixed up. Did you anyone else notice that when the booing? for Roman Reigns comes on this week, especially, I think they did something different because they had a lot of like the people's personal chance. I think the boo for Roman has women screaming as though, you know, it was the Beatles appearing on TV for the first time mixed (laughs) into the audio. The audio is just super weird. It's very surreal. The, the, you suck chance are the thing that I I'm like, this is very odd because this is all artificial. And the thing is, is that now that they've done it, they're never going to go back to like, having just natural crowd sound anymore it's yeah. always going to be crowd sound mixed with their sound yeah yeah you want to talk about a forbidden door that yeah. right there my favorite part about that is when the announcers sell the artificial crowd like roman reigns is really hearing it from this crowd tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> biggie Big e was interviewed by by renee and she, she asked if it was weird with that audio and he goes i i think they might do that in post because i don't think i heard anything <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh, that's really funny. Biggie is uh, is the best. I love that. Yeah, that was a great interview. That's uh on I think her on her podcast from a week uh, about a week ago. It's a lot yeah, of fun. I'm really enjoying her. Um she puts like 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 eight minute three or four eight minute clips from each interview, each long form podcast on YouTube. And I've been she snuck into my algorithm with those. I sit and watch pretty much yeah. all of them as they come up because they're just these nice little bite sizes, and she's a really, really good interviewer. Brings the best out of uh, whoever she's speaking with because she knows the business so well. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Kingston, the Kingston one was really good. I enjoyed yeah, that. Was, I just yeah, I, could, I could listen to I could listen to Eddie Kingston read the fucking phone book. 